What's up, what's up, y'all? This is your boy, Leader Johnson, and this is the Father Leader Sports Podcast, and we are here to talk, talk sports. My first thing is the subjects we're going to talk today is about top quarterbacks. I've been seeing it a lot. Um, shout out first to Brittany Griner. Um, this is a ridiculous situation, which... Honestly, we also going to talk about, um, we're going to wait a little minute, but it's a little personal. I just think it's, it's ridiculous that when you look at certain factors and you look at certain things, some things don't make sense. Now, she's been over there too long already. That's the first thing. We already know that part. You know, everybody was like blaming Biden. It's retarded because it's always a process. For one, Russia has her. So, and I see Boosie Badass getting all crazy. He don't understand the politics. Like, stop that, y'all. Like, come on, stop that. If the, if it was, what he say? I don't know. He's some, um, if it was um, Taylor Swift, it'd be war. They'd go blow something up. Y'all know it's not that easy. St- stop doing, y'all, I don't know what, everybody sits in the privacy of their own home where rules are different in the neighborhood rather than politics. Russia has her. That's the first thing. We can't make nothing happen. We can go over there with a thousand soldiers. You know it's not how it has to go. Everything has to be a process first before it actually turns into a, a different scenario. Now, Biden's also getting frustrated too. You can see it. He, how do you come out after we know the process that has to happen, Biden gets on. He gets, he gets public and he says, "Well, release her immediately." You can tell he's getting frustrated with all this mess, just to see, because everybody know a process had to happen. She had to plead guilty. She had to get some type of conviction, some type of whatever it required. They went to the max. The max is ten years. They gave her nine. Like they they didn't even listen. That's another thing. People say, "Well, didn't she break a law?" Okay, how can I break this down for people? When you break a law, you don't get the max sentence immediately. That is just, they gave her smuggling for one. Everybody in the world knows she's who she's smuggling to. to draw these, when, when, when you get somebody with a smuggling charge, you have been tailing them for a minute. You have, um, you have a certain amount or a certain bagged up quantity of material First of all, that has to be in, in, in possession for it to look like you have a certain product in which you're smuggling. That means you're, you're, you're into trafficking, you're into, you're into intense selling, you're, you're into all that. Like they're trying to say you have, when they say smuggling, they're trying to say you have an enterprise of distributing a certain product, illegal product. That's what they're trying to say. This woman just had a certain product that was in a material that she used. You knew just by court. This these people are intelligent. I mean, they went to college in Russia, whatever they went. They know as a court that this woman didn't mean to do that. She's a professional basketball player. 
you look at the situation, they know this. This is all uh, just 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 a, a hang up, a political poster child for Russia to know they have America by the balls in the situation. They love this. They are they are loving this. They Brittany Griner is simply an innocent person, like an innocent bystander to get shot by a bullet. You know, no everybody knows she shouldn't get that much time for even what she had. If Brittany Griner was a regular American, she wouldn't have got nine. There's there's definitely a, a big possibility. She's definitely gonna get time because this is Russia. She's not gonna get nine. She's not gonna get nine. They're doing this because it's Brittany Griner. She might get one, two years, you know, Russia, that's still crazy, but one, two years in the Russian she's not gonna get nine. He or she wouldn't get nine. It's Brittany Griner. So they're making a this is on TV. Everyone's going to see this. They have a superstar basketball player. It's a trophy of America. They we have one of their athletes, one of their looked up stars. So they decide to be nine plus years, man. It's just, yo, it's ridiculous right now. Like, I, can I just be honest? Can I be super honest? Even after you know, listen. You cannot be, how can I say this? You cannot be mad if after this situation, even if Brittany Griner goes back to America, they are not thinking war. I mean, even if they decide to do it or not, they might not even, they just sit back and, but in their minds, they are steaming and they are thinking war. You just, like, now, if they don't let her go, which is crazy if they don't, America is offered two people who really broke the law. <laughs> Talk about a terrorist. <laughs> and another, like, yo, the people they're letting go for Britney Griner don't even stack up to Britney. Like, they, they, they're, they're real live criminals. So they'll get two of those people back. They'll get one of those guys back. For two Americans who don't even stack up to the one criminal that goes back. So it's a win-win for Russia. They got to humiliate America. And they get to get one of their terrorists back. It's a win-win for Russia. I'm just trying to say this. Do not be surprised. America is not like Russia's always hated America. So I think people should stop going over there. You're not welcome. When the government finds out you're an American, guess what's going to happen? They're worse than American cops. Unbelievable um, set of events. Unbelievable set of events. When we get back, we'll talk um, football and, and who's the top quarterback. I just want to say free Brittany Griner, and I feel like this is just totally unfair. Uh, and, 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 you know, in this generation, before I go to break, in this generation, like, you know, the cops doing bad over here, it got real bad because our children, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, you know, a lot of our children, children, young kids were getting, you know, first it was just, you know, um, you think of just grownups, grown people, but when children, children, they're not old enough to even carry anything. Get get killed. Then, then, then our women, now our women are getting caught. Superstar women, which is a kick in the face. Uh, Bootsy has to calm down, man. America, you can stink all you want. 
America's not powerful like that. They can't go over there and declare war. All they got to do is shoot Britney in the head. If there's a war going on, what do you think they're going to do to Britney Griner? Don't you think they got to be a little, you know, a little cautious? But if all those failed, you go over there for war regardless because you know during war anything can happen. Before and then you know with America before they could they do chaos they want to try to do it the right way exchange let's exchange before we go to war let's see what we can do we can you know at the at the quietest pace as you can see with this being happening they want to be as safe as possible in trying to get Britney back to then leaving her in Russia to their safety you know we've seen Americans get beheaded on national television. Let's just be real. Let's just be real clear. So, um, everybody calm down. All right? Be back on Follow the Leader. Follow me song that is rock him one of the greatest mcs of all time follow airbnb rock him follow the leader i bring that in that is my theme even if i put other uh tracks on you know for my break but let's talk about this top quarterback thing the only reason i go into it because the lamar jackson disrespect this man was the mvp uh, he was an instant game changer that's enough to be a for a franchise. That's enough to be a league quarterback. I don't know what y'all thinking. What happens? So what happens in playoffs? What are y'all talking about? What are we talking about? So what? He's still the league quarterback in the NFL. We're not talking about does the playoff. What does he do in the playoffs? NFL, which the season is not just a playoff. The season is a part of. It. So he's definitely a league quarterback. Josh Allen, better yet. Is Deshaun Watson better? Ah. They're about to tie. Deshaun Watson's a game changer, man. He, he's clearly, there's no doubt about it. He's one of the best. He's a top five type quarterback. To me, Tom Brady is the greatest now. You know, I was one of the main people to get on Brady, Tom Shady, the Spygate. But after last year, man, some look, it's just like with Michael Jordan. Like, even though LeBron's my second favorite player, you know, I like him over Jordan, you had to earn your weight, and he did. 
But now with me, this is a perfect example. I was all against Tom Brady, not better than Joe Montana, this and that, the Spygate. But after doing what he did last year, he didn't even win the Super Bowl. Just him putting up the numbers he did last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that that age is remarkable. And he's coming back for another season. If he if, if he if he has another season like that, he's not only the greatest, uh, he might be the, the greatest of all time. I mean, this is a long time to play play a football sport and be elite. We really have to see what this does for them. We'll see if he throws for almost if he throws for forty over forty if he throws for forty touchdowns and throws for almost in five thousand yards and forty touchdowns next year, he is possibly the greatest player of all time in NFL history. He's up there, top three, because I think Barry Sanders is abnormal. Gail Sears was an unbelievable player. Um. Jerry Rice for sure. Everybody said Gail said, man, look, do your history on Gail says, man. Jim Brown's another one. Super dominant guys. You know, you talking about goats, you gotta put guys like LT and Ray Lewis up there and Dick Buckets. You gotta put the goats up there. You gotta, you know, Steve Van Buren's and do your history on guys. Don't don't talk to me about who. Do your history and, and, and know how guys dominated and, how, and what type of time they played. Don't talk to me. Don't say who. Now, let's talk quarterbacks. The best quarterback in the league right now, um, it's still Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes is, a, is an abnormal person. It's abnormal. Number two, and you know I got to be riding on a great cloud when I do this. It's two guys. It's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady right now. Those are your two guys. And it's real hard to decide. So hard. I'm going to go with Brady because his age and what he's doing. And you got Rodgers. And this is crazy because people that know me about Brady, I don't even get like this with Brady. But last year put him in a whole nother tier after performing like he did last year. It's nothing you can say. You beat, you shut me up. You did it all. I mean, when your dad, listen, when you get a certain age, man, stuff doesn't happen for you. And so with LeBron James and, and Tom Brady, those two guys are abnormal right now. They're de- defying the times of, of football and basketball gravity. They're like, like these two guys are outplaying what you're supposed to do. So and, and, and sometimes you just have to shut up. And Brady put on a shut up year for me last year. He did. And um, I say this because I used to say Rodgers is still unbelievable. I mean, Jesus. But we'll, we'll just see. Um, Right now, I put Brady to Rodgers three. Um, number four, Josh Allen is there. What he did last year was a remarkable, unbelievable feat. That puts you in a whole other place when you talk about quarterback. The next guy I say will be Russell Wilson. Say what you want, but Russell Wilson has proved enough to be elite. Josh Allen was remarkable, and... um. Now, this is where it gets tricky. Um, I say Russell Wilson, I say Josh Allen. Um, looking at quarterbacks, a lot of good quarterbacks. And now, this is where the Lamar Jackson, the Matthew Stafford, um, the Derek Carrs, all come into one fold. Joe Burrow, he has to be put in that 
category. He was just remarkable. But, you know, he need more. We need more on more. And if I had to choose one guy that was next in that criteria of quarterbacks, and I'm looking down the line, I'm, I'm going to have to, by default, put Stafford because he won the Super Bowl. I mean, amongst all the other quarterbacks, it's Stafford. And then you got to put Lamar Jackson. Say what you want. He's an MVP. <laughs> what? He's already been there. No matter where, how far he went, he's been there. Now you go to the Joe Burrow type of field. Joe Burrow's there. I think he's right after Lamar Jackson. Then you can go down a lot of ways. You can start saying Dak Prescott or Derek Carr. You can go either way with that. Because you're looking at the uh, the total um, output of everyone. Like, where do you go? You got Kyler Murray. He can't go there yet. Jalen Hurts definitely can't go there yet. Um, you know, you can't put Trey Lance anywhere yet. I just feel like where I put Lamar Jackson, you know, that's we're talking about Stafford and Jackson. After Stafford won the Super Bowl, Jackson won the MVP. So then you start putting up the Joe Burrows and cards. You start putting up those guys then. Deshaun Watson. You see, I ain't said his name yet. So this this is where we go with that. After Lamar Jackson, because I just wanted to say after Lamar Jackson, just give you the criteria of that six and seven mode. Stafford won the Super Bowl. Jackson's won the MVP. Now, here we go. After that, it's Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow. Yeah, you don't put Burrow over Watson. Man, Watson had players. He didn't go to that point. But I would respect you. But Watson put in a lot of work. Watson has worked with less talented teams and put up unbelievable numbers, which you wouldn't think he would do it. He, he's, he's put, he's left Houston, Texas in games when they weren't supposed to be in games. They won games they weren't supposed to win. Watson is a magician. It's a reason they're paying this guy. He can win you football. He is a Super Bowl quarterback. Instantly, he makes your team a totally different team. Totally. You put Watson with the team that had Darvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You put him with that team. And that's a whole, that's a Super Bowl contending team. Say what you want. Don't tell me because they had DeAndre Hopkins. They didn't even have, that Cleveland team was more talented than the team that the Texans had with DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller and whoever else was supposed to be there. So like I said, after Lamar Jackson and Stafford, then there you go with Deshaun Watson. And then you got Joe Burrow. Then you got Derek Carr. You got other guys that come in. You want to say Dak Prescott. Yeah. Where I put Dak Prescott, listen, stop. Okay, he's a top 10 quarterback. Okay, you can put him in there. I'm not saying he can't be in there. I'm saying don't believe the hype. I mean, all this winning he's done, he hasn't won. Like, you can get to a lot of playoff appearances and just don't. Well, you're adding up winning. You're adding up your, your team. You're in the NFC East. They call it NFC East. You only really had to battle Philadelphia. Then some years, 
you had the battle of New York, and then some years you had the battle of Washington. Now you're talking about since he's been in, in on, on Dallas, they haven't really been anywhere. They had a real big year one year. They didn't go anywhere. They never go anywhere with all this hype. They never go anywhere. You can win in the regular season and look real good. And still, when you win in the regular season, you still don't go to the conference championship. When Philadelphia, when McNabb was winning, the years McNabb was winning, only like Peyton Manning and um, Tom Brady was winning over him. You know, it wasn't too many quarterbacks that was always going to the conference. He was. Dak Prescott can't even always be one of the top two teams in there. So I can't put him. You can, you can battle against Derek Carr. Even though he has did the most wins or whatever, Derek Carr was in a way tougher time. Tougher time, more uh, untalented team. If he had the Dallas Cowboys, who knows what we'll be talking about now. But at the same time, who knows if Dallas would mess up Derek Carr too. He have auto wins. and But who's the better quarterback? See, you can't never judge that between Carr and Prescott. That's a big battle right there. Carr and Prescott. That, that, that's, a, that's a battle. Because they're not better than Deshaun Watson. So I tell you with Lamar Jackson, is 6-7. Like I said, you can put Stafford over him. Or you can put Jackson over him because Jackson's just more talented than Stafford. All around more talented. But if you want to be on the political part, that is where he has to go. Number seven. All those guys you hear me rate over him. Then number seven, Lamar Jackson. He's one of the most elite quarterbacks in the league. Nobody has the skill set. Nobody is, is dynamic. You're talking about winning. That takes a team at the end of the day. If he's messing up, then that don't mean he's not going to be a dynamic quarterback. You can't say Prescott is Jackson because Prescott doesn't even have the talents that Jackson has. He's like a, it's like rating two on, on a scale of one to ten. You would call Jack Prescott a nine and call Jackson a ten. You would call Jack Prescott an eight, eight, eight. I just think he's minus himself down a lot. It's like, I don't know if that's his organization's messed him up, but it's totally different. Uh, we go back, when we come back, we're going to talk about James Harden. Why are the Sixers such a um, good, better team this year? And why Golden State is the team? There's a lot of good teams coming back, and we're also going to talk about, you know, the Lakers. We're going to talk about the Clippers. We're talking about. Teams are just still where they at. So when we come back, we'll talk more about these two subjects on Follow Leader. Cradle to the grave, the cradle of the grave. 
We back, we back. Follow the leader, and we are here to talk. James Hart. It's the NBA. Where can we go? What is the... um? And one more thing I want to say. Deshaun Watson's suspension. I want to talk about that. Y'all know how I feel. I feel like... It's not enough evidence. It didn't even come up to enough evidence for them to present a criminal trial. That's one thing. Second thing, this was never presented as a criminal trial. This was automatically a civil case. This was, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to say, you was touching on me. You was harassing me. And don't, for one second, think, (laughs) it's crazy. This is 26. This is over 20 women. Okay. So if a bunch of women came together, that means you guilty? Like that automatically proves that they're guilty just because you see all these women rushing to get a paycheck. The Me Too movement started, it, it was really on. It's been on ever since. So like I said, man, it was six months, it was six weeks. This has now become one big publicity stunt. So whatever. If they go and give them a whole year, it is what it is. Whatever makes everyone happy, right? So it is what it is, man. Now, um, on to the NBA. James Harden's been in shape. He's been shooting. I think that's, that's scary for teams. For one, if you look at the season that Harden had, you know, uh, double digits assists, 22, 10, and 7, that's a great season. It is. But for Harden, you know, you want to see more scoring, this and that. A lot of people do. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about why they weren't what people thought. For one, nobody, but nobody wants to hear it. Nobody looks at, you know, that he had to get chemistry with the Sixers. He's never even played with an elite big man in his whole career. Like, a guy of this caliber getting to know, you know, that, that the, it, was, it was a lot of things that he made Maxi better. He made a lot of people better, but they weren't even at their best. Just imagine all these guys playing together for a whole year with the Hall of Famer like Harden. This was, you, you don't have just an all-star and you have a Hall of Famer. People talk a lot about Harden. I heard people saying some way better than Harden. How is Dwayne way better than James Harden? Like, what games were y'all watching? I don't get the rings. Rings, it takes a team. Harden couldn't get with the right players. Every Everybody who gets with LeBron James gets a ring. So, hold up. every or, How about that? Every trip he's made, he's got a ring. Every trip. Every trip he's... Every appearance he's made, he's been in the finals. Before he left... He went to the finals with the with the with the messed up Cleveland team. He made it to the finals with the with the even worse rookie Cleveland team. He won a championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He won a championship with the Miami Heat. He won a championship with the Lakers. Everybody who makes a trip usually gets a ring with LeBron. You know, that's why people want to stay with LeBron. And this team coming up, like I want to talk about the Lakers with Westbrook and Davis. I don't think people are really looking at what's gonna happen. These guys are all coming back. They're getting healthy. They're playing together. That they're on that type of page, that type of time. The urgency, the the losing was not feeling good. This team is going to be better, and it's going to be dangerous next year. Y'all can say what y'all want, but Westbrook's a Hall of Famer. He's going to figure it out. 
It's the second year coming. There's no way I'm going to say the second year is going to be like that. He has a 17-7-7 year, which is a bad year for him. So it's a solid year for any other point guard, especially with seven rebounds. You know, for anybody else, it could be a reserve. It might be an all-star. But this is Westbrook we're talking about. When Westbrook gets back to being Westbrook and they all play. See, that was a hard style to accustom to Westbrook. Westbrook had a hard time accustomed to the Lakers team. Now it's a Darvin Ham team, so we're going to see how this really goes. He's been a big fan. He's been a big favorite around the NBA. He has a job. Let's see how this works out. I know for sure it's not going to be like next year. I think they'll be in the playoffs, no doubt, top five seed, at the least number five seed. The L.A. Clippers could be top three. There's no doubt in my mind with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I'm scared of the Clippers. That's the one West team you got to be scared of. Once everybody gets intact, that team going to be nice. You look at uh, Phoenix, and you know, Phoenix is still going to be there. They're going to be contending. In team with Chris Paul going to be contending. So, young rising team. Michael Bridges is a young star. Um... You get Aiton back. Um, that's big. Now, Brooklyn Nets. There's no way you're going to tell me they're not a title contending team with Durant, Kyrie Irving, and, and Simmons still there. I, as long as they still there, they're a title contending team. You know, so all these teams that had these, some of these big threes, you know, the Lakers, uh, the, the Nets, this is going to be a big season for them. They're going to have it. These teams are too good. And then, like I say, the Sixers, Harden, Gets a chance to start all over, not just go through the controversy, because that's what it was. Philadelphia went through a controversy at first to start the season. Simmons didn't want to play. All right. So they were trying to find trade partners. Then Harden didn't want to play. Bing, 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 bing. Here we go. Perfect match. Harden was talking about the Sixers, and Simmons wants to go. Boom, here we go. It happened. It took a minute. The Sixers had to play without Simmons. Then Harden had to dip into a, a team that had to play without their point guard. That's a whole other team. It wasn't a Simmons-led team. So he has to come in and, and, and instantly. How they won and how they played was instantly all off talent. That chemistry was not there. All that stuff between Maxie and Harden, that was just the natural playmaking ability of Harden, making Maxie better, making Thibault better, making uh, Embiid better. Making sixes better. Just that, just that little bit. They wasn't even to the full maximum of being better as they're supposed to be. Now that Harden starts a whole season over with this team. That's dangerous. Hickles MB getting healthier, getting better. With Harden, healthier, better. Playing hard. Now he's focused on basketball, not, not wanting to play. Not if Kyrie's going to play him. Not if all, now if you look at it, it was always a problem of if the big three was talking because if they was talking, they was on a mental, you know, mentally together. Harden wouldn't want to leave. So now you look at the Sixers and the Daniel House and Tucker situation. Just makes them better defensively. The guys can score, they can shoot, and they can play defense. And they, you know that they rough. Rough guys. Queen, you look at Trevor and Queen, the real scrappy guy. Gives them defense. What are they going to do? Now you look around the whole roster. 
And now you get to see, like, what's going to happen. Tyrese Maxey playing shooting guard. He's going to have a crazy season. Crazy. All three of them, 20 points and more. I think Tyrese Maxey scores 23 a game. I think that's his, that's his mark. I think 25, 26, and then with Embiid, it could be 27, 28. I think Embiid is just that type of guy. 30 a game is him. I think with Harden, we'll see. I think for sure 25 a game with Harden. No, 25 is where he's going. I think he's going to send a message this year, and he's going to average 12 assists and about eight rebounds. I think that's his, I think Embiid is 28, 13, two blocks, <laughs> five assists. He's just getting better and better as a passer. How much better can he get as a passer? Is it? Or he turn around and see. I think, you know, I think going to happen. The fact that Jokic is getting all these uh, MVPs with the assists. I wouldn't be surprised if Embiid worked on his passing game and, and got seven assists this year. Six or seven assists. Just to be like, hey, I got six and seven assists. How come y'all can't mess with me now? Because he, you know, will Embiid try to be an eight assist person? I mean, will he add that to his repertoire? I don't know. I just think he's frustrated with not getting MVP and the fact that you look at the assist Jokic, Jokic gets in this like. The Joker gets these assists. And so James Harden, um, this puts them in a big mark. I think you also look at Maxi; his assists will go up. Maxi could get five assists this year, five rebounds, four or five rebounds. Maxie can get seven assists this year. He's a point guard first. 23-7-4. I think that could that that could roll into his fold. If he don't get four, if he don't get seven, if he don't get seven assists, he's getting five assists. So let's just go with 23, 4, and 5. Five and a half. I think he's really going to be a better all-around player this year. What Mac, I think Maxie is. I think Harden is going to make him even better of a player. It'll be the best trio this year because they'll be scoring from all over the all over the court. You got um, Embiid. You got Harden, 25, 28, and 23. I think that's it with them. Then you got Tobias Harris, who's who's now he's going to hit 17 in the game. It's, it's not even a if and I mean, he's gonna hit 17 a game. That's a dangerous fourth guy. Then you got Tucker, who what we get? 12, 13. I mean, where would you go there? I mean, there's so many different ways you can go. Daniel House says six, seven, eight points a game. I think House and Nyang and Milton and Melton, there's four guys that make that a real good bench. Real good. And then you talk about Paul Reed. I think Paul Reed to get that semi position. You're, you're good playing playing the five. I can see him doing it. And that's a good five. 
especially as long as that second unit could play. As long as the second unit could play real good defense. I mean, sometimes people ain't going to be able to score, but if you can be able to stop people, it's going to be real good. And you look at Daniel House, you look at Thibel, you look at Nyang, you look at Reed, you look at Melton, um, Cork Myers, Milton. That, that's a, a lot of, listen, it's going to be some trades. It's a lot of people left. People want to talk about Cork Myers. The man's performed good. He's performed good. Now, he might have slumped, but he's a guy you can put in there and think about scoring. But there are better guys now. There. Springer's developing. Joe's developing. It's over for Cork Myers. Dibble has to go. You got House. You got Nyan. You got Reed. Like, what are you doing? Is it House and, and Dibble with Nyan? Dibble's been in trade talks all year. I mean, I mean since the offseason. So, I don't think him or Cork Myers last long. When we come back, we'll end uh, talking about a couple of things. Um, right now, if we're looking at the Philadelphia Phillies, where, where are they at? How do we get to the Philadelphia Phillies? And and they and them being elite when we come back on follow them. Johnson took a little quick break, man. We are back. Follow the leader on anchor.fm. Um, listen, the Phillies, I feel like that was a good trade. Uh, we saw the complete game off of five innings. Um, Syndergaard, he's you know, he had 11 hits in four runs. Let's not get it, you know, let's be clear that you know, it wasn't a super great outing, but yeah, he got the complete game. And Philadelphia won five to four. Great game by Alec Baum, who's coming to his own as a star. Um, guys like Stott and Baum are Stott. Don't let the the low percentage fool you. He's gonna be a stud, man. He's just young. They got him up, um, really advanced. Brought himself up from the minor leagues, and you're gonna see a lot from him. I think that's why you get a guy like Edmund Sosa. You get a guy that can play defense, but you're Really looking for a stat to take over a shortstop. Brandon Marsh got his hit. He's a center fielder, good fielder. I think that was a real good trade. And if you look at it now, you know, you got guys like Castellano, Schwarber, and Harper. Then you get you a good center fielder that can play good defense also. And he's young. I mean, he's super young. He was a former top 100 prospect in Baseball America. So you're getting a guy that you're just not getting a vet. Uh, Sosa is a good uh, young shortstop. You get a guy that can at least come in there and hold down the fort defensively. You know, Segura's coming back. Um, Stott and, and Sosa are probably back and forth. DD's gone now. Um, Bomb is your third baseman. Ramuto. You got guys like, um, you know, you got good help backing up a catcher. You know, if Stubbs comes in or anybody else. Um, 
Hoskins is having a good year at first base, real good year, 21 home runs. Um, it's a real good team right now. When Harper comes back in September, he's saying. So by next month, Harper will be back. This is a different, Segura's back. This is a different team. When you got sending guards, your third guy, you got Suarez, um, Suarez pitching, Wheeler, and Nolan. And then you got Gibson, who's another good pitcher. That's a good, that's a good five. David Robinson, it's crazy because he just got hurt when he came with Philly. He wasn't the guy that they signed, that they thought they signed, and he goes somewhere else, and David Robinson is a lights-out closer, you know, so... Um, not quite lifestyle is, but a real good closer. Then he saves his first game here. So now it's a closer in Philly. It's a certified closer. That was such a good underrated, good is an underrated um trades that was going on. So you know, Sosa gives you defense. You know, you got Segura coming back. Now Stott and Sosa, it's a good rotation of defensive players and. You know, um, a hitter like Stott, who eventually, Stott always, when he hits, he hits, he has, he has good hits, he has real good games, he, he has a good stretch, so eventually Stott is going to end up being a star too. Bomb is there. Bomb is there. He had his slump. He's back. He is playing big baseball right now. Lights out. One of the, he's one of the best players in baseball this month. So, you look, and you see... Canoeville, you see Dominguez, you see Bilali, you see Brogdon, all these guys in the bullpen now to give the Phillies something good to have. I mean, they're really ready. They're a good hitting team. What's so dangerous about them? And the Castellanos are starting to kick up now, which is dangerous. A, a, a automatic hitter, all the talk about how he's been struggling, now he's starting to kick up. Um, what's dangerous about the Phillies is that you look at down the, the lineup and you just look, okay, Schwarber's hitting 203, but he's a dangerous leadoff hitter that can hit home runs at will. He can get walks. You might look at his, his batting average, but he's getting on base. And he's getting runs, getting RBIs. The big true X factor is Bryce Harper. And it's real something, really something to see, because soon the Phillies are going to bring up Mick Abel and, and um, Painter. I mean, the way they're pitching, nobody's talking about it, but they're the two guys that could come up. You look at Suarez, Phillies could trade a Suarez, trade a Gibson, and bring up Abel and Painter. I mean, they already have sending guard. They have three guys that can eat up innings, experience, and now you can look in your in your uh, minor league and say, okay, how long do we keep Suarez? How long do we – you can let these guys pitch and develop because you got good pitches in Suarez and Gibson. Other guys could be coming up. We'll, we'll see how long it takes. Crawford be three, four, maybe four or five years. We'll see what's going on. Four years. Four years at the most Crawford will be there. You got guys like Ortiz and Ethan Wilson and – Johan Rojas coming up in the outfield. 
And it's good to see Philly don't care about letting your rookies back up. Because for a minute, you just didn't bring nobody up. I'm like, bring all them rookies up. Let them back up and earn their spot if they're going to get it. Like, Stott right now is backing up. You know, he plays certain positions, you know. But, you know, once somebody is ready, you put them there. I think the Phillies are ready full flares to go against anybody. They've just got good players from top to bottom. So I'm about to be out, y'all. Listen, check out the Phillies. This could be their year. It could be their year. Justin Crawford, they drafted Alex McFarlane. I'm about to be out now, but you have to understand that this year, before I go out, this year is an important year for the Phillies. It looked good. It looked like it was real. They spent big money, and they are winning. Um, this is a good team. They got a good farm system. Good farm system. Uh, a lot of good prospects have came there. Ethan Wilson's the guy I'm, I'm going to pay a lot of attention to. I like Jalen Ortiz. Um the pitches and Griffin Gary and Andrew Payne and uh, they traded one in Ben Brown, but um, Mick Abel, Francisco Morales. I mean, still some guys. He Morales is about to come up. We're about to see how some of this talent plays, man. It's going to be real interesting to see all this talent and what it does. When I'm out, y'all. Follow leader. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. I'm out, y'all. Follow leader.